Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We're so excited today. We are here for our next episode of On Friendship. This is a new series that we've been doing every month this summer. We are talking about, instead of romantic uh, themes, we're looking into more sort of friendship themes. And we just thought that would be really fun. And it's our, our third episode. And, uh, and I'm Rachel and Elisa's here. Hello, everyone. <laughs> yes. So uh, we decided to do maybe because uh, the previous episodes of this particular podcast uh, have been kind of unusual Hallmark movies, not as standard. And I decided to pick one that uh, was a little bit more sort of standard Hallmark movies, but that I thought it would be interesting to kind of take a friendship look at it you know, still talk about the romance, obviously, but, uh, and we're talking about today, one of probably the most popular Hallmark movies, uh, non-Christmas, uh, that, uh, have, they've ever released, uh, and so it'll be interesting to see Elisa's take on it. We're talking about A Country Wedding, which was released in 2015, starring Autumn Reeser and Jesse Metcalf, and uh, so, yeah, this is going to be kind of an interesting experience for you uh, to kind of dive full in Hallmark movie on this one. Yeah, so I have to say when the music started and the the scenery and I was like, oh, what am I watching? <laughs> <laughs> As someone who grew up on Lifetime movies primarily, I was like, oh, this is Hallmark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I have to say, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, all right. Very good. <laughs> At first, I was like, this is going to be a hard hour and 26 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it won you over, huh? It did. And well, and then I saw Jesse Metcalf, and I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so but if it was 2015, not- that must have been around the time that the Dallas remake was out or had just finished. And so that makes sense that he would be in this and that I'm not surprised after watching it, that it's one of the more popular Hallmark movies that isn't related to Christmas. Right. Yeah. I love this one. I, I think it is so charming and uh, Nancy Silvers is the writer and she, uh, she, she is a really good writer of romantic comedies i think she uh did the very very popular the nine lives of christmas okay. for hallmark uh which uh a lot of people really love uh she's done some of the murder she baked uh mm-hmm. which are fun uh she has one called i do i do i do which also has autumn reeser and antonio mm-hmm. cupo maybe we'll have to look at that one of these days yeah. uh she she did another really great uh christmas one also with autumn reeser called love at the thanksgiving day parade which is one of my favorites nice. and uh so anyway she, she she's she's just very good i think at uh writing romantic comedy and i think that you can tell uh that, that that's what makes i mean I, I think the chemistry helps a lot too mm-hmm. but it's it's the writing i think that really helps this movie I think both of them together, I think, make this movie stand out for me in terms of it it has very strong writing and never felt cheesy at any point. And I think the chemistry between 
the actors was it was really believable very authentic and genuine mm. and i really i really enjoyed it yay i'm <laughs> glad <laughs> or something <laughs> well very good yes yeah, so this stars autumn reeser and jesse metcalf and uh, Autumn Reeser is definitely one of the queens of Hallmark. We actually got to interview her last year, so that was super fun. Uh, she is in a new movie coming up in August, so uh, that's exciting. It's all summer long, which it looks kind of bonkers, so I'm excited about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and she was in another one already this February, which was one of my favorites so far this year from Hallmark, called Love on the Menu, which was really cute. Uh, she has, like I said, Love of Thanksgiving Day Parade. Uh, Bramble House Christmas is a really solid uh, Christmas movie that she was in uh, with some heart to it. She was in a ridiculous movie last year called The Season <laughs> for Love, but she elevated it. <laughs> her, her and Mark Lucas uh, elevated that one for sure. Well, I think that's uh, yeah. a sign of a good Hallmark queen if she can not only help a movie in the sense of elevating it, but just enhancing the already good writing, too. And yeah. so it sounds like, because I really enjoyed her, and I am not as familiar with her. She looks familiar, but I, I don't know her by name. Right. Yeah. I do now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it sounds like, you know, when I am in between the things I'm watching, this other thing that I can uh, yeah. go check out some of her entire library. Of yeah, she she really doesn't, like I said, even the one that was kind of terrible last year was watchable <laughs> because of her and Mark Lucas were yeah. really good in it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then Jesse Metcalf, I, I, I like Jesse Metcalf. I, he's kind of... Uh, a lot of other people don't seem to like him. Uh, I really, really don't like the show that he's on, Chesapeake Shores. Other people uh, like it. Yeah. It's my least favorite Hallmark property. Yeah, like I'm just—it's just not for me. Uh, yeah. I don't think it's his fault. I just the the writing isn't for me. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's using uh, a movie called Christmas Next Door, which I thought was really charming for Hallmark. And uh, he is in this. And yeah, you're right about him being on the Dallas remake. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think he's fun. I, I wouldn't say he's my favorite actor. Um, <laughs> I would say that he fits the bill for sure. Attractive. He's attractive, but I was impressed with his acting. Uh -huh. So it's maybe it's yeah. something that I just didn't usually have him on my radar or yeah. just didn't really think about it too much. And, uh, but I did, my mom and I watched Dallas cause she watched the original. So it was kind of uh -huh. fun to yeah. watch the remake together. And, but I was really pleased. I thought he was uh, to, you just use this word, but now I can't think of anything else. I thought he was really charming. Yeah. I think he's charming. I think he, I wouldn't say he's my favorite by any means, but yeah. I think that he's a perfectly serviceable charming hunky cowboy guy <laughs> i would i would certainly watch another movie country wedding renewal i don't know maybe there's a sequel coming out That's country, what we, we country said kids that. country family maybe we'll just come up with a whole dynasty for hallmark today <laughs> 
Uh, he was also in Desperate Housewives. Yep. Pretty hunky on that. So yep. uh, there you go. And uh, so this movie, it starts. The reason why I thought of this movie is because at the core, yes, it's about a romance, obviously, but it's really also about this friendship mm-hmm. that uh, that started when they were young and then kind of evolved and then they kind of reconnect. And so <laughs> I, I think it'll be interesting to talk about, but it starts out, you see, uh, you see Bradley and Catherine, uh, the Bradley is Jesse Metcalf, who is this, uh, Grammy winning country music singer and Catherine is an Oscar, supposedly an Oscar winning actress in yeah. this film. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh, photos there didn't happen. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but then again, people might say that seems surprising for Lady Gaga. But at the same time, I believe that Lady Gaga in that role is just her name alone. But yeah, this lady, I was like, you did what now? Because <laughs> yeah. I felt like she wasn't a very good actress in her own relationship with uh, right. with Jesse Metcalf's character. Yeah, I mean, I appreciated that they didn't make her like a total shrew. Like, yeah, yeah. Like within her within her life, her choices make sense. Like she's yeah, not just absolutely. like. Uh, you know just some uh, harpy uh, yeah. really but, but yeah i i don't know if i buy <laughs> if if she maybe she is an oscar winning actress in the sense of uh, don't get mad but like someone like amira servino or marissa tomei or something like that that like yeah they're really good actors but like they kind of won in like random movies you know like like <laughs> yeah like the my cousin Vinny Marissa yeah yeah like it just was probably serendipitous like it all just kind of like fell into place for that particular role yeah. but no one ever would have expected it or anticipated it yeah or like Marley Ma- uh, Madeline or somebody like that yeah. you know that's like oh you're an Oscar winner oh okay <laughs> <laughs> anyway so but that's supposedly the premise and they're getting interviewed and she spills the beans oh we're really we're engaged to be married Uh-oh. and uh and <laughs> he's kind of like uh why did you say that and uh the <laughs> so you know he says oh I want to we're gonna have a small intimate wedding she is just kind of like uh i don't know what you're talking about and you can already see from this very beginning that they are that they're subtly pretty different you know he didn't even want to announce it she wants to announce it he wants a small intimate wedding she wants something big all this kind of stuff uh and uh and then we find out that uh he gets a uh a ring in the mail Mm-hmm. <laughs> to the fan club and uh and it's from a friend named sarah from when he grew up and uh that evidently they had he had been quote-unquote married <laughs> sure. and a bard by their other friend yeah. <laughs> who knew how to do a wedding at 13 good for him <laughs> yeah and there is some we're gonna talk about some wonky parts of the timeline that don't quite make sense for me in this movie but Mm-hmm. But basically, like what they what what happened is that when he was thirteen, his parents died in a horrible car accident, 
Yeah. And he, uh, he was feeling sad. And so she said to him, uh, that, well, why don't we get married so that, uh, so that you won't have, so that you'll have family. Yeah. We'll be family forever. Something Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so as, as a friendship expert, (laughs) um, what did you think about this sort of premise of this childhood friendship and like this, this, you know, this outreach that she makes to him, this fake, fake wedding kind of thing? Yeah, you know, because one of the things is I think that, you know, someone as coming in as someone who focuses on friendship, that I know oftentimes when I'm going into a movie that's probably going to be focused on romance. And, you know, like I knew that they, is this a spoiler alert? It came out in 2015. Yeah. And we'll talk about it in about 20 minutes, I'm sure, in timeline. Yeah. But I knew that they were going to end up together, but yeah. I never felt like it was. Uh, in your face romantic until they began to fall in love with each other mm-hmm. and I appreciated that because at 13 years old you do things um and she might have had a crush on him but I honestly think it's like she didn't say like you know we can be partners forever she said we can be family together which I think sort of lessens the romantic nature of it it's not saying that romantic partners you know husband and a wife for example and then have kids they're no longer romantic I just felt like she was saying that we would be connected forever and I like that I buy into it because most of us when we have friends that mean a lot to us they're we don't just call them friends they're our family and Mm -hmm. so that's what I was thinking about it is that she saw a friend in need and that she could see a long-term solution and that uh, they could be family. And like I said, maybe she had a crush on him, but that wasn't something that was dominant storyline at that time. Yeah. And I, I think uh, it's, uh, you just think of how like devastating that would be mm-hmm. to lose both of your parents as, I mean, I can't even imagine yeah, that would be so so devastating and uh so for her to try to uh help help him just feel even if it's just temporary kind of comfort is yeah. really sweet i don't know if he would be able to get his mother's ring but yeah. <laughs> that's all right i mean it was like legit like the an expensive ring <laughs> and and she still had it in present I day i was like didn't you think at, you know, 18, 20, you're like, maybe this kid should get his ring back or that when he started to become big, now they kind of indicate like his career is on fire right now, but he's already won a Grammy. So I'd imagine that this small town kid who everyone knows because his parents both died in a horrible car accident, then becomes a musician. Like, I think at that time you might have thought about him, but they sort of presented as if she doesn't really think about him or about all of that happening until she sees on TV their interview where Catherine is like, and we're getting married. And so I forget, was it the house guy was in her house? And yeah. And the bank guy or whatever, because her house was uh, near foreclosure from being behind on the mortgage. And so he was in there and he was like, hey, he used to, to live here. Do you know him? She was like, know him? 
I used to be married to him. And I was like, ooh, scandalous ex-partner. But then I was like, wait, Rachel said this is a friendship movie. <laughs> and then she sends the ring back. And so I think that showcases the friendship too. Like, yeah. you should have this. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, so the, the bank guy, he comes and makes a visit and says, I can only give you one more month and you've got to, you know, you've got to pay the mortgage. Uh, and she's been running this uh, horse sanctuary mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, and also this, this flower business. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I guess it's it's not cutting it. It's not paying the mortgage. It's yeah. <laughs> a problem. Yeah. And she's waiting for this uh, this grant to cover these horses, I guess. Yep. And yep. she's not hearing back. She's not hearing back. And uh, so she does send back the ring, like you said. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, I guess the, the part of the timeline that doesn't quite make sense <laughs> about this movie is that, so he, his parents died when he was 13 and supposedly he hasn't been back to the house since. Yeah. So and where so, did he go? Yeah. So and, like, and how did he own the house at that time? You know what I mean? Cause he's the one that has the house. So everything just got boxed up when he was 13 and has been, you figure what he's like 25 maybe now, yeah. something like that. So all for over a decade, things have just been sitting in boxes. Yeah. What? Like, and it would have been a whole lot dustier. Can we say that? <laughs> Cause wouldn't, uh, I guess, would he go to uh private school or something or boarding yeah. school or what, <laughs> what happened here i i don't know if it quite makes sense the timeline because because wouldn't they have just his the benefactors just sold the house or yeah uh, something like what what's going on but that's yeah, pretty... and i think he wouldn't have gotten the house until he was at least 18 you know so it's yeah like... Uh, yeah, that part was confusing, but I was like, okay, I'll go along with it. There's more to this story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like it's pretty easy to forgive. I, yeah. and I can't remember why he he decided right then to go and deal with the house that, you know, right I then at that moment. Because he because he got the ring back and he was like, oh, I haven't yeah. been back there. And then he needed to be writing music and he was behind on his music. So he's yeah. just a quick do it on the way to Nashville. And then he was going to write the music. They're going to get married. And then they think he was going right back on tour. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so he ends up there and it actually like all the planning for the, the wedding part of this movie is pretty small. Like they actually <laughs> don't start planning the wedding until 37 minutes into the movie. <laughs> oh. well i think he he goes there and he doesn't think he's gonna stay very long but then yeah. he discovers that by being back home his ability to write his music is coming more freely and so i think he extends his stay and then and then kind of has the moment back in and i think it's her barn they got married in and so like him being back in there he ends up you know like okay i want to have this small wedding and as he's talking to Catherine. And they're going to have a small wedding in this barn. And then they're going to have a small wedding in Italy. But Catherine doesn't know what the definition of small is. <laughs> it's like, he's like, yeah, it's just you and me and a couple people. And she's got like seven or eight like bridesmaids trying on dresses. Like the cake 
is what 10 layers they're like how can we make it taller <laughs> yeah i know like it I, it had at least like nine that cake had at least like nine layers they're like we'll really we'll fly cool. you private jet like what's going to on? make the cake yeah because he's like you know taking this cake over to italy is gonna be hard they're like well we'll just fly you in a private plane <laughs> and you can make it there <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah so there there are a lot of scenes uh, before they even start planning the wedding between them where he, she kind of she she sort of teaches him how to ride a horse again she teaches him how to fish again uh they get to uh uh they get the three musketeers are united that yep. uh, you have uh obviously bradley sarah and then adam who mm -hmm. was the one who married them who now is a pastor yep which good is, for him <laughs> he was inspired i think <laughs> yeah but he's played by an actor named aaron craven and i really liked him i thought he was I thought good he was great. i wanted yeah. a little bit more of him i'm yeah. like does sarah and adam hang out with when brad bradley isn't there because like they've been friends since 13 and they live in the same town and i was like i sure hope so yeah, i know but it sounds like she goes to church you know to his church and that sort of thing so i'm hoping they hang out more <laughs> yeah and uh, so yeah he starts playing and starts he's able to write music there he start uh to kind of get used to a, a more sort of quiet existence i mean they're really excited to have you know him back because he's kind he's of a the celebrity. Big, big celebrity yeah he has a sandwich named after him at the local diner <laughs> and uh yes and i know i think all of that works really well uh in sort of building up this you know this friendship and i i think that the movie does a good job of kind of making them feel like friends first mm -hmm. oh for sure because that's something that i would be really hard on being mm -hmm. someone who focuses on friendship that i'm coming in and be like they this was too much like the focus on the romance. There's no way that they were ever just friends, you know, like it's, it's, it's something that's just disingenuine. It's, but this was authentic. Like I felt like they were friends when they were 13. I feel like they had, it never felt romantic. Again, I'll say I knew these two would get together. I wanted them to get together, but they didn't, it didn't come romantic until they started truly falling in love with each other. And I think a lot of that came from they, he would help her like fix a fence, but you know, this is, she works on a ranch and she's been doing this her entire life. So she's got the right shoes. She's got the right gear and he hasn't been home since he was 13 for whatever reason. And he only has his fancy celebrity Italian shoes and he doesn't have, <laughs> gloves and he won't accept gloves and then you see a little bit a little bit like they're kind of making fun of each other her probably more at him than the other way around <laughs> and he finally figures it out it's almost like he needed to go home and he needed to be with his friends to remember who he was and i think adam even says like sometimes coming back home is a way to heal because if he hasn't been back home since his parents died there's a whole lot of feelings, which that was very secondary. They didn't spend a lot of time there, but maybe he didn't need to spend a lot of time there. Maybe it was just that when he left, he was no longer the Bradley from this town, that he became the Bradley, the musician, 
and had been surrounded by people who wanted Bradley, the musician, to succeed, including Catherine, his fiance. Mm -hmm. And so I think what he had been missing all these years are real friends that care about him no matter if he was a successful musician or not. Mm-hmm. And that's who Sarah and Adam were. And I feel that's what I feel like you had talked a little bit about like Catherine and Bradley didn't even seem necessarily that they go together. They go together because of the worlds they were in. However, he isn't a hundred percent adopted and adapted in that world. However, he's surrounded by people who are. So yeah. there aren't a lot of people that probably remind him of Sarah or home or whatever the case is. And so it wasn't until he actually went home that he was reminded of all those things. And I thought that was really interesting. Part of this is that it didn't seem like during the time that he had been away that he had had a lot of good friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think about fishing is yeah. he, he found him again. You know? Yeah. What do you think about the, the whole idea of sort of childhood friends? those connections that we make early on and, and then continue on. I think, I think with childhood friends that when I think a lot about my childhood friends, I think that there is a bond that can be a little bit different in the sense that a lot of time and distance can be put between us, but there's still that like fond memories or nostalgia that you can go back to. And so, but not everyone's childhood is, is happy. Like Bradley mm-hmm. has, you know, he lost both of his parents. And so it's almost like he didn't allow himself to do that. But there's a familiarity and a comfort level that reminds you sort of of like the freedom or the the fun of being a child. Like the, I get to play outside and eat macaroni and cheese out of a box because that's what I want. And that's what's good. It's not because that's the only thing I can afford because I'm an adult has all these stupid bills and my house is going into foreclosure. And on and so forth i think there is something comforting about childhood friends i think we can outgrow them um and but we still have this like oh this is my oldest friend you might not have as much in common with them but i still think that we think of them fondly and uh, the researcher bill rollins talks about those friends as commemorative friends that we can Mm -hmm. always no matter what think about those friends fondly Mm -hmm. so Except yeah. for the mean kids that tease us, you know, at the local pool or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, we moved around a little bit. Uh, so I don't have any like friends that I still keep in touch with from mm-hmm. like my true childhood, but uh, my friends from high school, I keep in touch with more on Facebook and stuff now. But, uh, but it was interesting back in a, I guess it was 2011 maybe something like that i went back to maryland and it was just amazing because the the connection with those people like as soon as we as uh, you know we went to lunch and we just started talking and it, it was like no time had passed at all like we were still that chemistry was still there from when we were, which was really interesting. And I, I think I, I agree. I agree with you. And there's the whole, uh, uh, there's this brilliant uh, series of documentaries called the up series and they have a new one coming out this year. I'm really excited about it, but uh, it's 
you should definitely watch it. And what it is, it's based on this uh, Mennonite quote that take a child seven and you will find the man he is to become. Is and this in a series where they catch up with the people every seven every years. seven years, yeah. I, do, I show this in my class. There's a oh, you do? Yeah, I love brilliant. it. Brilliant. It's, it's so interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's it really is brilliant. And uh and they fall so 63 up is coming out this year. It's already awesome. been released in England. I'm dying to see it. And <laughs> that's I'm so saying, cool. is this gonna be the last one? There's there's always things. But, uh, but anyway, and, uh, you know, you think about, so he was 13 when, so that, that would be like, obviously the second set of, of, yeah. of the movie, kind of thing. And, uh, you just think that, that you are the person in so many ways mm-hmm. that you really are mm-hmm. as a child. And then a lot of other stuff kind of gets mixed in and there are some parts about this movie that i i don't know if i entirely agree with and we're going to talk about like sort of her idea about sort of her idea about love i don't know if i completely agree with but i'm single what the heck do i know uh but uh but 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 i don't know i actually i think that he and Catherine would have been perfectly like fine as a married couple like i think they they could have they respected each other they loved each other at least in a form you know and so the idea behind this movie is that the like the person she understood the core of who he was as that 13 year old boy mm-hmm. you know and then that's something deeper and richer than somebody who uh who just sort of knows and likes you know likes him kind of a thing that uh it's on like a different level but i do think that autumn reeser and jesse metcalf have really nice chemistry in this movie yeah i thought everyone was great in it like i didn't have any qualms about any of the acting or the connection because even Catherine, i I mean she fit the bill i still i mean i still don't necessarily buy that she won an academy award but I, I think she fit the part as someone like quote unquote what we might know as going all Hollywood. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I think Bradley, played by Jesse Metcalf, wasn't all the way Hollywood. And I think that their relationship would have been fine. I think it would have been more focused on their careers and their respect for each other as, you know, artists or creative individuals. But I think that the the main issue that would have caused problems for them was Catherine did not want to have a family and Bradley mm-hmm. did. And I think that's at the point where I think he would have questioned or had concerns with the fact that he married someone when he wanted kids and she did not, because that is certainly not something that people change their mind on per se. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, like, if he's like, well, I'll convince her to have a family, like that's not good. And if she's like, well, I'll go along with it, but then I, we won't have kids. Like that's not good. And so I think, being on the same page is good and i was surprised at like how little he did know about Catherine. i'm like i mean maybe not favorite flower or something like that but just kind of generally like no she's allergic to things buddy don't give her coconut you're gonna poison her yeah like yeah she's so allergic <laughs> that's kind of a big theme throughout the movie is that he doesn't know her favorite flower her favorite flavor her favorite mm-hmm. Uh, cake her favorite color and that she's allergic to coconut so do you think that that is 
uh, I, what was it that try to remember what was the uh, the saying? No, uh, recently we were talking about. Uh, I was talking about on a different podcast, a different, I can't think of the name though, but that we were talking about the same issue that like, I don't think that it's necessarily important that, oh, I remember we were watching, there was the movie called Sister of the Bride Mm -hmm. and they had, uh, the couple in that movie had gotten engaged fairly quickly. They'd only been dating for like about six months. In that case, they they as they're planning their wedding they realize oh i i because her parents are against it they're saying it's too fast too fast and as they're planning the wedding they realize oh i don't know this about you i don't know this about you i don't know this about you like have we done this too fast and we're talking about how i think a lot of that stuff doesn't really matter that much because you can as a couple uh grow together and Mm -hmm. that's the main the most important thing that you uh you kind of want to take that journey together as a couple uh and but i i think that the most important thing i actually even if how many how many kids because that one they didn't one wanted to have they found out one wanted to have three kids one wanted to have like six seven kids and well and that's I mean, obviously important to discuss, but, but at least I, they both want kids. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was going to say that, that, that that's, uh, more important because I think you can say, oh, I want 10 kids until you actually have kids. And then you're like, Ooh, hold back. Yeah. I only want two kids. Or uh, I just be like, can't <laughs> afford more than three. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe you turn out, you start having kids and you're like, wow, I'm really good at this. This is great. Let's have a huge family. Yeah. That's, totally awesome uh and and i think happens sometimes so i <laughs> i'm not somebody who judges anybody by how many children they have uh but uh but yeah I, I think that's the important thing is that you uh that you are on the sort of the same page as far as how you want to live your life and, the, and yeah. so more than the fact that he doesn't know all of this trivia about her it's more that does he even understand her at all because from the very beginning of the movie, he 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 doesn't seem to understand what she wants as yeah. far as a wedding. Yeah, I have two thoughts about it. One, I mean, I definitely think that he should know what she's allergic to. I feel like that should come up at some point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that to me, I'm just like, have you never eaten a meal of food together? Have you never made food for each other? I mean, that one, I'm like, well, we don't want to harm someone, right? But I think the other stuff is easily like, well, what kind of flowers do we want for our wedding? Yeah. You know? that's... And, and those, that's where you can have that discussion. But the mm-hmm. second point, which goes into line, like what you're saying, and I don't know if we've talked about this. We haven't talked about it on the On Friendship episodes, but I'm not sure if we discussed it on any other episodes mm-hmm. we recorded. But there's this idea that when you're in a romantic relationship, that you can think of it as a tree and that your core values are like the trunk, right? Rooted mm-hmm. into the ground and strong and that the branches grow out and are easily, more easily snapped or can be broken or they can change and the leaves can grow and the leaves can fall off and so on and so forth. In a relationship, you want to have similar trunks, like meaning you want to have similar ideas about children or religion or yeah. politics or, you know, goals and life, et cetera. 
but the things you like, those are the branches, whether you like baseball or you hate this thing or that thing. Those are all branches. Those matter much less yeah. than whether or not your trunks match. And I think that's what you're getting at is that sort of that relationship metaphor. And I think that's uh, fairly accurate. Yeah. Right. Like yeah, you can go watch really baseball by yourself if I don't like it. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? But yeah, we can still really come back good, together. Yeah, that's a really good way to describe it because think of my parents. They've been married uh, over 40 years. Amazing. And yeah. uh, and they are very different in a lot of ways. And, uh, you know, my dad's super outdoorsy. He loves uh, dirt bike racing. He loves four-wheeling. He loves stuff like that, like kind of action adventure yeah. kind of stuff. And whereas my mom is more of a homebody, she likes to knit, she likes to read, she likes, you know, she likes to garden, stuff like that. And so on the surface, sometimes it feels like, oh, do they have anything in common? But, you know, aside from yeah. their family and their children and everything, but, but they actually have a similar way of kind of thinking about the world and obviously they have the same religion and, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, so you know, that's the thing that matters. That's the thing that carries. Cause I was kind of worried about them uh, when, cause they, cause my family's just so odd in the way that we have kind of two batches of kids <laughs> in <Okay>. my family. <laughs> and so they were parents longer than most people are parents. Yeah. Yep. Cause it kind of stretched longer. And I, I worried that when they were empty nesters that they, it was going to be difficult for them. Mm-hmm. but I've been so impressed <laughs> with them. I think they have done an incredible job. My parents, I mean, at least from everything I can see as an outsider, uh, I think they, I feel like their marriage is as strong now as it's ever been. Uh, they're really just doing a great job. And my mom has mm-hmm. become, uh, become really serious about her painting, which I, I nice. really admire. And she's, she's, uh, she goes to this art uh, center, whatever place, uh, twice, at least twice a week, maybe more. She's nice. really seriously, you know, working at it. Uh, and, uh, and then my dad, you know, has been really busy with lots of things. And anyway, I've just been really impressed with that because I think, like you said, the core, the tree, the trunk of the marriage mm-hmm. is, was solid. And that there are yeah. two people who genuinely really like each other. My parents, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they, 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 they don't really... have to like every same activity there's yeah. probably some activities there's probably some branches they do share but if yeah. like my dad's my mom and dad are similar although my dad and mom both one of their main things that they do they like to read and so but like my dad plays banjo and he likes to kayak well my mom's not getting in a kayak <laughs> <laughs> So, but it's like they, but my mom's gone to like a bluegrass festival to hear, you know, cause my dad wants to yeah. hear the banjos and stuff like that. So it's like, you can do things together. You can support each other's interests, but you don't have to do everything together. Yeah. If you do and it works for you, that's great, but it's not a prerequisite to have a successful relationship. It's just remembering to support each other's activities that aren't the same thing. Yeah. Bradley, he's really bad at knowing what Catherine likes. He doesn't even know what she's allergic to, which is very (laughs) unhealthy in a partnership. Uh, But I know what things I like 
And I think it's very, very important to be, to try to be as healthy as possible. And one of the things that makes me the most happy is if I can get a good night's sleep. Oh, and absolutely. so I'm really excited to talk about our sponsor for this episode. Uh, it's a really cool company called Care Of, and they, you can log onto their website, uh, the uh, takecareof.com. And what's really cool is they have a quiz that you can take that gets you started and they really do a good job of kind of weeding out the things that you're not worried about and really trying to focus on the things that will help you the most. And they even have on there, like, are you skeptical about vitamins? Do you take them regularly? Do you not take them at all? Uh, and, and as I took the quiz, I was able to really focus on, on stress, trying to take things that will relieve my stress and that will help me to be able to sleep. And, uh, and so that was very, I thought very helpful. And we have a promotion with them right now where uh, you can get 25% off of your first care of order. Uh, you go to careof.com and enter code Hallmarkies and you can get 25% off. And uh, you had a chance to take a look at the website where you, what did you think of it? It was really easy to use, and I would like that I could focus on the things that are most important to me. A good night's sleep is good for me. Uh, I have heart disease in my family, so I could focus on heart support. And one of the things that I'm always combating as a college professor at my job and working with all sorts of different people is stress. <laughs> so I was able to easily answer all the questions and then at the end it told me some of the things that I can do like for heart support I can take a fish oil or if yeah. I'm concerned about this thing I can do vitamin d and so all the recommendations were very specific to the things that I'm most interested in. So they have really you know good products and I like the fact that they take the vitamins and they put them in small little packets so they're easy for you to put in your purse they're easy for you to travel with and what's really cool too and kind of goes back into something that i think uh is sort of a theme of the movie sort of organic kind of uh, you know homespun kind of a thing is that these vitamin packs are com compostable which nice. is sort of cool yeah and uh, and you can uh, learn about the these compostable packs on the website. They can tell you more about it, and uh, and they can give you all the tips if you want to do that on how to compost the packs. And so it's just really easy, really convenient. So yes, make sure you check it out. And like I said, you can get twenty five percent off your first care of order. Go to takecareof.com, enter code Hallmarkies, and uh, check it out. We'd love to hear your experience. So I'm uh, moving on to more about this drama between Bradley and Sarah and Catherine. The one thing that I do think is, is a little bit ridiculous is that she would be, I mean, she only has a month <laughs> to get this mortgage. What is she doing? Like mending fences and stuff like, like uh, that probably wouldn't be the top priority on my list of things that I need done. <laughs> yeah. Cause if she doesn't pay, they will take the house, yeah. but maybe it was something to take her mind off of it. If maybe. she was spending too much time worrying and that if her and Bradley were doing something together, 
he might be more inclined to participate versus just like hanging out. Right. Mm-hmm. She doesn't seem like somebody just sits around and hangs out. She seems like she's gardening. She's doing the flowers. She's fixing things. She's taking care of the horses. And yeah, like, but part of it, I guess I understood it. And now I realize that I was wrong, but this is sort of what my mind did during uh-huh. the movie was like, well, maybe she's fixing the house up to sell it. <laughs> I just kept thinking what I like, where my brain was during that, it, that but might, I don't, I wasn't right. <laughs> that might be part of it. I just think I would have a little more fire under my butt, you know, to like, yeah, get find the, other ways to get paid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe she should be charging him for wedding planning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I mean, I, I guess she must have gotten a second mortgage on the house uh, yeah. or something because, I would think maybe she might have resorted to something like that. Yeah. Things were, or, or so bad, but maybe she couldn't, maybe she wouldn't have gotten approved. I don't know. I've but, never uh, owned a house, so I have no idea. All I know <laughs> is that she was really cutting it close with grant money coming in. Right. Maybe there should have been some other options that she was looking into at the same time. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so there's all of that uh, going on. And, uh, yeah, I think she kind of looks at Bradley as kind of a, a, a pretty boy, mm-hmm. you know, and she's got to kind of work the Hollywood out of him. <laughs> yeah, she has to cowboy him up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's got his pretty hat and she, she you know, she, she dirties it up. Italian shoes. Oh, yeah, his Italian shoes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I, I do, I feel like that it feels like autumn reeser even though she's a in reality a girl from like orange county it feels like she's from texas and she does a good job i think like making that feel authentic yeah i had i was like yep i believe everything you're doing yeah (laughs) (laughs) we don't see her a whole lot with the horses so who knows she was just like put a fence together yeah it's, it's really good so we find out so sarah's here's sarah's definition of true love she says i want someone who's going to love me forever no matter what who wants to walk through life leaning up against me so neither one of us falls and then so bradley's definition is interesting he says if you find someone you care about someone whose company you enjoy who likes the same things you like wants the thing, same things you want after that, it's hard work and compromise. Oh, yes. Bradley, preach. <laughs> so what do you think about these two definitions? I feel like that his falls more in line with the tree metaphor we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. And I like that he talks about it being work because I think that once we find a partner, I think we all assume it's going to be ice cream and peaches or something like it's all going to be good and it's like no you have to continuously work at the relationship however even though that was his definition i was kind of like yeah but have you worked on your relationship with Catherine?" um and then her definition i like the part about leaning on each other because i think the idea of support is there i think the first part of it is sort of what we see in vows and things like that, you know, in sickness and health and that sort of thing. Um, but she doesn't mention anything about that she would actually enjoy the person. And I mm-hmm. think that's really interesting. And I think that's the friendship part of it, right? That a lot of times people say, well, I married my best friend. That indicates to me that they have 
a different type of foundation than folks that might not consider their partner to be their friend. They don't have to be your best friend. Um, but like, if you don't see your partner as a friend, like, I just think it adds a more foundational, like a long-term aspect of it, because even if you, I think people might fall in and out of love in relationships, but even if you're out of love at a, a particular point, you still have the friendship aspect of it. And so, I think it, it provides a foundation and I don't, she's just looking for someone maybe to, to just be okay with all of her problems and flaws. And man, she was in some serious denial about her house. And it just like the very last second, they're like, and we're taking away your house. And she was like, and then she left to go to California and then she came back. I said, I better pack up. Like, she was like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Like, like she was in complete denial about that and that is a pretty big deal in a relationship is financial concerns and things like that now she yeah. was single but i mean the fact that so she he's just supposed to accept that you allow everything goes to go straight to foreclosure is that a concern i don't know yeah i mean i think that both of their definitions are pretty solid actually yeah <laughs> but i think that the thing is is that i I think that he's not being 100% honest with his relationship with Catherine. I don't oh, think yeah, that his, sure. his, his definition, his relationship with Catherine fits his definition. That's the problem. Exactly. Uh, they don't like the same things. They yeah. don't want the same things. They, uh, so that's the problem is he thinks he has it, but he actually doesn't. And uh, by the end of the movie, he, he, you know, he realizes that. And I think a big key is, when when he's she's dirting up his hat and when they go to the the texas movie yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> starring the big and little dipper <laughs> which is probably laying it on a little thick with that homespun whatever yeah they, they've had they have movies in texas believe it or not but um even in small town <laughs> yeah, but uh but she tells him the truth about his music yeah you know and she's like yeah you were better at the beginning when you're writing from your heart and that she could hear him playing and we do get three jesse metcalf song original okay. songs in this movie yeah. <laughs> which <laughs> um i think i think that he's like if if you're gonna have sort of fake country music singers in yeah. a movie i've certainly heard way worse country music <laughs> yeah, all like grammy winning in but... hallmark movies i'm not saying he's the greatest he's not going to be like fighting for tim mcgraw you know like he's, he's, he's fine. bradley cooper and a star is born right <laughs> not quite not quite but yeah i thought it was perfectly serviceable i guess for me yeah well and you know to bring back up the point about their definitions of love like as they're talking about these things i think they're starting they're participating in behaviors that would indicate they're sort of, you know, moving more closely and, yeah. and, and getting towards, I think it's more possible to get to his definition. I think hers might be uh, more unrealistic and yeah. I'm still a stickler on that first part because, um, you know, that true, accept me for anything. I mean, I think that is, you know, they're in their late 20s, it seems like, and, and she lives in a real small town. And so it's already a small pool of possibility of people that she can meet, you know. And I think sort of what he's getting at is if you meet someone, 
got to take advantage of it. And so it's like, was she going to ignore him? Like, he literally came to your doorstep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because I don't think. Assuming that someone's going to come in and perfectly fit, I think, you know, makes it a little bit more unrealistic. Yeah, because I don't personally believe that you're like fated to be with somebody. Uh, you know, like if I'm fated to be with somebody, he's certainly taken his sweet taken ass. His la- his lazy time <laughs> at it. But, yeah. uh, but I, I think that there's lots of people that I could have a functioning, yes, positive relationship with. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that I don't know, that a lot of it comes down to, you know, who you decide to uh to to you know share your life with i, I don't yeah. think there's there's the one as romantic as that concept might be yeah um but uh but yeah you see them go back forth back forth back forth they're planning the wedding and uh you know she tells me you're really just a cowboy deep down and mm-hmm. uh and he, he talks about how being home he's he's feeling connected mm-hmm. she says you know your roots are always your roots which kind of goes back to to what you were saying i do think that there's a little bit of this idea of sort of this idealized small town that's, yeah that's not a reality like i grew up in a small town and it, i mean it was great and i love the you know things but the idea that i don't know that like i don't know it's it's really like a real you know, small town is like a lot more fractured than you ever see in the movies yeah and i also feel like saying your roots are your roots doesn't give anyone any room to grow or change or evolve based on other experiences or living in other places. And I think he was missing, maybe not necessarily Texas when he was in LA. As I said before, I think he was missing someone. He was missing friends that were looking out for him versus looking Mm -hmm. out for his career that everyone around him was very Hollywood he was kind of the way there because, you know, I think he said like my manager got me this hat or, you know, those sorts of things that it's the things that he's been given and he, and he has gone along with, but I think that he hasn't had connection back with other people who sort of communicate back to him who he is. And so when you have people are that all Hollywood communicating around you, I think it makes it a little bit more difficult. But just to say that he's completely that small town, I think, is untrue given all of his experience since he left it when he was yeah, good. yeah. That his experience in Nashville, I'm sure he feels connected to Nashville because that's where he's written music. Mm-hmm. I feel like he might be connected to LA in some ways because that's where he was first successful. You know, whatever the case, like all that can be our roots, and so that I, I was like, well, yeah, I think he was missing his friendship. And I think being back home, that he was missing out on some things that he grew up with and, and the people yeah. that cared about him. But I, I kind of like that that people have the opportunity to grow and evolve and enhance the roots that they have, you know? Yeah, agreed. Yeah. And so then they go to, to one of my favorite parts of the movie, they go to hear this band playing for the, that might play at the wedding. And I just love the scene with them dancing. I think it is such a sexy, like yeah. just the chemistry is so palpable. 
Yeah. And you have Adam like kind of watching and he's like, oh, oh he's like, no. this is not good for business because he's getting <laughs> married to someone else. And now they're dancing. Wait, no, yeah. now they're kissing. Okay. I'm not even going to lie to you. After I first saw this movie, I totally downloaded the song that they're dancing to. Oh, really? Nice. <laughs> Because <laughs> I liked it so much, the scene. It's so good. They're dancing to a song called The Face of Love. And uh, I don't, I just love the scene. It's very unusual. I mean, 2015, maybe not as unusual for them to have this this kiss, but certainly yeah. now it would be very unusual in a Hallmark movie. Um, but just that, you know, he says later, I just got caught up in the moment and you totally buy it. And I just I love how that whole scene is staged. I think it's brilliant. I uh I I like that scene too, but I was like, um, hey, Jesse Metcalf, <laughs> this movie. People have phones these days. That's about to get back to your yeah. fiance. And then the only picture that got back to him was them standing next to each other, and I was like. They kissed, yeah. and she doesn't even know it. <laughs> yeah, they're real. The paparazzi is really falling. They're, yeah. they're not doing a good job here. <laughs> that would have been the money shot. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> not that I condone that, but I'm just saying. Like I was like, oh gosh, this is about to take a really interesting turn. Yeah. And, like like I supposedly, thought, I thought Catherine was going to come in swinging or something. You know. Yeah. Supposedly in this town, like Adam can't even give his 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 sermon. Because everyone's so enamored with having Bradley in, in the audience. Like, he's like, you really just, he's like, uh, everybody, please paint their houses purple. Like, all this stuff. <laughs> because nobody's paying attention to him. Yeah, yeah, but they wouldn't have snapped a photo of that kiss is probably yeah. ridiculous. But, oh, man, it's such a good moment. It's so, it just works, I think, yeah. really well. Yeah, I enjoyed it, and then she's weirded out by it, and she trucks it out of there, and he still thinks everything is okay, but the band has brought him up on stage to sing, so he has almost, like, completely forgot that they came together. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's what's so good, because Adam's like, what are you doing, Sarah? I love that whole scene. Yeah, that's why I was like, we need more Adam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to come in here and let them know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And <laughs> uh, so then the next morning, he Bradley meets the bank guy and mm -hmm. he finds out about the mortgage problem and he goes over to talk to her and she's like what I would call angry gardening. Yeah. <laughs> she's picking the flowers. A very aggressive flowering going yeah, on right that's now. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and I, but I think that scene is very well written and very well done, you know, because she, uh, she's upset with him because of the kiss mm -hmm. and they're kind of, uh, going, uh, going back forth. And then you also get a scene with, uh, with Catherine who sees the photos. Yep. And Lauren Hawley is like her manager, or whatever. And she's like, you better get down to Texas right away. <laughs> yep. And she doesn't see like, the action, like, she didn't again, see the kiss. The photo of the kiss. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And so then uh, the Sarah says uh, to, to him, says, I'm going to shoot you straight. You can't marry Catherine Mann. You don't love her. And they go back. She says, why'd you kiss me? And he says, I just got caught up in the music and the moment. And then she says, 
Uh, he says, you are afraid to love too much ever again. Well, you know what? Love is scary. It is terrifying to put your heart out there, but you do it anyway. Do it in spite of the fear because a life without love is just half a life. And you don't get married because you like the same things and because you live similar lifestyles. You get married because you can't stand the thought of not being together. You get married because you love the other person with your whole heart. And so she definitely has like a really kind of romantic view. I mean, yeah. who doesn't have a romantic view of love, but it's not, not the most pragmatic view. Yeah. But I kind of remember a friend of mine uh, was in her late forties and she had gotten proposed to by this guy and I, and she had accepted and I, I was just kind of shocked because I, I just didn't feel any chemistry between them as a couple. And I don't know, we were sort of talking and I, the more that she was talking about it, the more I felt like the reason she had accepted is just because she was like, well, I'm old. I don't know if I'll get another shot. It was yeah. kind of the thing. And I, I remember telling her, I'm like, you deserve to, you deserve to be Twitter painted. You deserve to be in love with, you know, <laughs> like you, you should, like, I, I don't think just because I'm, just because I'm 38 and single doesn't mean that I'm going to be like, okay, somebody proposed. Let's get married. Oh, yeah. Let's I'd rather take it. be alone than just be with someone to be with someone. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. But some of the stuff, like what you just read, um, who said that again? Was it? Was this it is Sarah? Sarah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was just trying to remember because I was going to be like, if that was Bradley, because my thoughts are, again, much like with his definition, this is not the way he's living his life. And so, I think that might convince him, like, you know, that's who you need to, you need to be with Sarah because, like, okay, you don't have anything in common with Catherine, but you don't even, you haven't been around her for weeks and you don't seem to care. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that exactly. should be a sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that you, I don't know, I do think that you should, you shouldn't settle exactly you shouldn't settle just because you've you have and like yes i believe that you could make most relationships work yeah <laughs> but also i there's just no reason to settle uh yeah. it'd be better i mean maybe if you're talking back in the you know, like the old ages yes you had to get married just to survive yeah not today Today. Yeah, no, things have changed a bit. <laughs> yeah, thankfully. Yeah. And so if you're, especially in my faith, when you get, in my faith, when we get married, we get married for all, for like all time and all eternity. Like this is yeah. your eternal companion. And yes. so like, I'm not wasting an eternity. Somebody that I think is just fine. Yeah. Yeah, it, or it's not something where you're just going to be like, nah, they'll do. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. And eternity is forever, forever. <laughs> like I love in Sleepless in Seattle when uh, Bill Pullman's character is like, marriage is hard enough without beginning it with such low expectations. Oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that that's really true. <laughs> well, I kind of feel like in a way that because uh, Bradley's character has been around these Hollywood folk uh, for, for some time, that... Marrying Catherine is almost like a transactional deal in the sense that it'll help both of their careers. But otherwise, I'm like, 
I don't think either one of them are truly in love with each other. And then if you go in and you go further, they don't know anything about each other. They don't have anything in common besides that they're both in the business. Um, and so, yeah, like if anything, even if he wasn't going to marry Sarah and he just came back to, you know, back to his home and his friendships and things like that and write music and play locally, I would have been okay with it because I think in the end, he shouldn't have married Catherine. Now, it's a hallmark bonus that him and Sarah did get married. You know that was going to happen. But I would have been okay with no relationship in the sense that he just needed to find what was true for him. And it wasn't Catherine. That's for sure. Yeah. And um, she's also kind of talking about the fact that he is afraid to open himself up because of the pain of losing his parents which yeah. is something that you definitely carry with your whole life if you oh for sure your parents at 13 that mm. would be brutal and so uh so Catherine shows up and he tries to kind of do all the same things that he had done with uh that sarah had done with him so mm -hmm. he takes her fishing it's a disaster and uh, Catherine says he'll forget about this place. He has a uh, he has a gift he needs to share with the world, which is kind of interesting. I feel like that 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 is one thing Catherine kind of appreciates. I think maybe a little bit more mm -hmm. uh, than Sarah as far as his music. Yeah. But uh, but YouTube is everywhere, though, folks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right <laughs> he can share his magic through youtube no yeah. i'm kidding and you know i understand touring is probably where you make the money <laughs> yeah no it absolutely is and uh so but i feel like sarah is grounded enough that she'll be able to support him in all of that and oh for sure like, secure enough in their relationship and uh there was actually a movie on the upnet network called a very country wedding i actually got to interview the director this last Ooh, month cool. yeah and uh one of the things that impressed me about that movie it's kind of a similar story uh but i liked the fact that so they're getting married and there were so many spots in very country wedding where I thought, oh, here's going to be the moment she's going to think he like he cheated on her or whatever, and she's going to be upset. But there, they did such a good job of she absolutely like knows who she's in a relationship with, and she trusts him 100%. And I, I think that uh, that they would have a similar thing with her, with Sarah and uh, with uh, Bradley, like. I don't think she's the type of person who's gonna be like, "Oh, who's that photo you're with?" You know, and yeah. uh, who's yeah. that person you were singing with? Are you getting like she's not? She's gonna be a she's gonna be confident in who he is and who she is, and she's gonna be able to handle. I think this lifestyle. And I think because of their foundation and friendship, she can kind of even tease him about it. Like they might yeah. have like a jovial back and forth you know, <laughs> banter yeah. about it, if anything. Yeah. And so, yeah, there, there's, uh, the, um, uh, so then you see Catherine, uh, she finds out about the house and she, uh, she says to Sarah that she's got this, um, connection, uh, this Hollywood connection, uh, that, takes in horses or something like that and 
Uh, and so she basically says, don't be here at the wedding. Here's a ticket, go and, uh, you know, do your thing. And, you know, and it's possibly also a job on a ranch in California. Mm-hmm. And she says, a friend of Bradley's is a friend of mine. And then you see a little conversation between Adam and Bradley. And he says, how do people look when they're in love and know they've chosen <laughs> the right person? And he says, is, are you just grateful for her or do you love her? Which I think is- Adam's asking all the right questions, folks. <laughs> yeah. And so then the, the day of the wedding is, is coming and we see that Sarah has put yellow roses in the arrangements because it's Catherine's favorite flower. So she already kind of learned more about Catherine than Bradley learned in their relationship. You know how she did that? She asked her a question. Right. Oh, it's so simple. Yeah. Hey, hey, Catherine, what's your favorite flower? A yellow rose. Oh, look, yellow roses. Hmm. (laughs) Like Bradley, all you got to do is ask people some questions. Yeah. It is kind of ridiculous when you think about it that, like, their managers would really do everything. I don't think that. (laughs) He was like, I don't know what her flowers are because my manager sends them and then her manager receives them. Yeah. I, I mean. I have interviewed enough people in Hollywood that I feel like they still will buy their own flowers on occasion. I don't know. I was just like, what? <laughs> Sounds ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, then they have the wedding rehearsal and Catherine's just there like taking selfies and like, yeah. <laughs> From like People Magazine up in there taking photos yeah. and stuff. And Sarah's like crying. It's pretty, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> And I, but I like that they got the chandelier up. I mean, it's 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 a pretty nice little wedding they've thrown together. Mm-hmm. And so Sarah goes to the bank. They foreclose on the house, and then she leaves California. Mm-hmm. We find out they actually didn't foreclose on the the thing, and that Catherine, in the name of Bradley, bought the house. Mm-hmm. See, people in relationships make big decisions together. Yeah. And I think you legally would have to. Yeah. I mean, he's buying the house. Like, I think he would have to sign stuff and things, but whatever. And but she's an Academy Award winner, Rachel. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, she tells him, well, we can build a real house, a house worthy of people like us. Which mm. is a big trigger. People like us. Mm. Very... <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> you know? yeah. uh, and so, uh, the, yeah, whenever you're tempted to say people like us or you people. Yeah, or, no, or, bad idea. Always. <laughs> always bad. Bad, bad, yeah. bad. Uh, <laughs> and so, anyway, he decides that uh, he wants to break up the wedding. He asks her, do you love me? And she says, we understand each other. We want the same things. And he says, I care about you. I do, but it's not enough. I'm sorry. He throws his hat and then he angry rides his horse. <laughs> it was so I exciting. forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. We got like angry great. gardening. We've got angry. <laughs> Very aggressive in the small Texas yeah. town. That's right. <laughs> so she comes back from California. I assume she's probably been there a week or two. And, uh, and, and these dogs, 
we we named these dogs in my uh podcast with the sanders sisters that they that we we rated the best hallmark dogs okay and uh and these were uh one of the highest in our rankings (laughs) because not only are they very cute and lovable but they literally can like give her directions to the barn like yeah you can't contain them what's going on over here in the barn they're leading her through the house about to be the start of a really romantic gesture or a horror film you decide (laughs) (laughs) that's right (laughs) they open the barn door and there he is it's pretty exciting the whole town is there and uh she he says well we need to renew our vows <laughs> that was cute it that was, was cute, cute. Right? and would you and then in the proposal would you like to marry me again yeah so <laughs> cute we got married as kids and i think that was our one chance at true love mm-hmm. and uh, he, she says that's not that's romantic not realistic mm-hmm. i agree it's rare but i won't settle for anything else so mm-hmm. cute so cute and then she he says midship blue horses and dogs white lilies this ranch and these people and she's like it's all that's all my favorite stuff <laughs> those are all the things yeah. i love <laughs> <laughs> that's like a such a swoon worthy moment yeah <laughs> even knew what ice cream he, got, he remembered from when she was a child yeah yeah and they got they'd eaten the ice cream earlier too in the town and and so that was really really cute i do think that there's something so attractive about a man who remembers little details like yeah the minor minor details yeah like i i just remember a couple of years ago uh in my in my a church uh the one of the guys uh he he remembered i had told him just briefly that i was going to be swimming in a in a race uh and then you know i hadn't seen him for you know quite a bit and next time i saw him he was like oh how did that race go and i'm like wow that is such like, an attractive remembering yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got a boost there yeah uh, talk about something small that can make people feel important and huh. And yeah, no, it's great. Everyone should do that. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It is such an attractive quality that when you talk to people, they remember, oh, so how's your, you know, how's your podcast or how's your yeah. whatever, like that they remember stuff about your life. Uh, and uh, so anyway, it, if, at least for me, if, if, and if anybody ever wants to, uh, to win big points in my book, if you remember those little yes. details about me that's very attractive <laughs> that's how to do it <laughs> yeah yeah so then he proposes and then we end the movie with their wedding and uh it's just really sweet and fun and so there you it was, go it was good but they literally was like they ended it and then it was like credits i was like wait there's no like can we see them working on the fence together I was like, <laughs> yeah i guess you could have had him like on the horses riding like yeah, you know it was just like of... and done and i was yeah. like oh <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised if they filmed an ending scene and then but just with time because of tv yeah they were just like that's it you all yeah. knew what was coming and it came and it's <laughs> <Goodbye>. <laughs> no yes. but i enjoyed it overall i thought i liked the friendship part of it 
I like that it wasn't romantic until they started having romantic feelings instead of forcing it immediately. That's what I really enjoyed about it for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. It's definitely one of my favorites. I think they have such great chemistry. I think the writing is really on point. And I think both of their perspectives make sense. And uh, it's not just sometimes when it's this kind of thing where it's, it's a little bit logical of like, why, why are they either not married or not together or, you know, the barriers keeping them apart feel so artificial, which can still be fun, but uh, I don't know. I just love this one. And uh, I even think that Catherine's character makes, makes sense. Like she's, oh, for sure. Like she's not a shrew. She's not just some, you know, ridiculous person. Uh, so we have a couple comments on Twitter about it. Uh, Caroline Richardson says, uh, I love how it flowed so naturally with their feelings for each other. It's mm-hmm. my favorite Jesse role. It's definitely the best. I think he's been for sure. Uh, and then Whitney Ann Scott says, Country Wedding is my favorite Hallmark Channel movie. The chemistry was amazing and it flowed so naturally. This might sound weird, but flowed so well. It literally almost felt like a real movie to me because it felt like the way things happen could really happen. And, yeah, and then uh, Trisha says, this is one of my favorite Hallmark movies ever. I love Jesse and Autumn together. I would give this movie a five out of five. Oh, and, yeah. Five Even crowns. higher than uh, Cookie Crawl? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, 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 and uh, yeah, I think that, that they're all kind of talking about the flow, the natural flow. And I think that's really true about it. That's, yeah, because I think some of those things can be arbitrary and forced, and I think that especially when friends become romantic partners, it's something that is automatic, like, assume that's the case, right, that there's no way that a man and woman can be friends without having romantic feelings, and so I like the natural flow here because it wasn't like an assumption that they were going to be together, that it was an assumption once it was clear that they had fallen for each other. And and that's how things should work, right? It shouldn't just be like, oh, there's a man in this room. We must have romantic feelings for each other. No, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just, it, it, and it goes from kind of maybe a little bit of awkwardness at the beginning to uh, the, the relationship builds. Mm-hmm pretty well the, through the conversations and through the scenes and through the everything i think it works very well and so i'm, I'm actually really high in this as well like if i'm judging something for what it's trying to be i feel like it's pretty flawless for mm-hmm. there's very few little problems i have with it uh and i mean even his singing is fine to me. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's not like, it's not anything that takes away from it. You know what I no, mean? No, it's fine. And so I kind of feel like I'm five out of five on this one. Is I don't it, remember what I scored a cookie crawl on. I think you were like. I might have scored that too low. Yeah, I well, I, I think you were at least a 4.75. You were pretty high on it. Okay. You were pretty I'll high on it. I'll this one. A 4.9. Okay, good, good. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's really, really good. So yeah, and, and I think that it, uh, it's just not as light and fluffy as some of the other ones. So I appreciate it. And 
I think what could be really interesting if they were going to do a sequel to this movie, I think if you had her have to move to California, yeah, that would be actually ranch. Yeah, I think that if you did sort of a a California, uh, I don't know what you call it, maybe California baby or country baby or something, but having her to have to then change a little bit more, I think might be kind of interesting. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Hallmark, get on it. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) So there we go. That is this month's episode of on friendship this one was really fun to talk about yes and we're we'll we'll figure out we'll announce we haven't really decided what we're going to do for september uh so we'll let y'all know and uh, let us know what you think of uh, country wedding what you think of some of the topics we talked about as far as childhood friendship and and also when things go move from being friendship to being romantic and how that can work and some other stuff that we talked about let us know your thoughts in the comments section or on twitter and uh so elisa where can people find you if they can find me at Dr. Lisa Lucas on Twitter and Best Forever's Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And my webpage, lisalucas.com, is still under construction. So hopefully by the next episode, <laughs> it'll be fully functioning. <laughs> Great. Yeah. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, and YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So make sure to check that out. And if you're listening to the podcast on iTunes, please give us your, th- your ratings and reviews. If you're listening on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. We really appreciate that as well. And uh, consider becoming a patron. It's really fun. We have a lot of fun uh, conversations. All opinions are welcome about not just homework movies, but everything else. And uh, so check that out. Uh, All that information will be in the description. We also have our merch store, which is a lot of fun as well. So that's also a link down below. So check all that out. And uh, thanks again. And we will talk next month. Bye-bye. Bye. This podcast was brought to you by Hallmarkies for Hallmarkies. For more information about how you can leave your mark on Hallmarkies, visit hallmarkiespodcast.com. Link in the description.